What up, everybody? It's your host, Joshua Edwards. I feel like I haven't done this in a long time, but it is your boy, Joshua Edwards, live from, you guys know where I'm live from, live from my parents' kitchen. It is Super Bowl week, and man, do I have a jam-packed show for you on today. This is season two, episode four of Joshua's Proximity, but before I get into this jam-packed episode, let me just go ahead and give you a little recap on why I went on a two weeks hiatus. So if you go look and listen to my last episode, my grandmother, she just passed, 88, beautiful woman. I had to go attend her funeral in New York. Grandma LMA, I love you so much. I know I stated in the last episode, but I'm going to restate it in this episode. I'm going to continue to exceed expectations, and I'm going to continue to break generational curses. So I love you so much, Grandma I would definitely read my Bible tonight for you and forever yours truly, Joshua Edwards. Now, that was one of the reasons why I took a little two-week hiatus. And the second reason why is because, man, this stuff can get tiresome sometimes. I'm not even going to lie to you. I know I I tend to do a lot of stuff spontaneous. Um, I do my research just a little bit before I record the show. But at the end of the day, man, it's hard to continue just to put out good episode, great content, detailed, fact-oriented, and I mean, I just needed a break, man, you know, just to gather all my thoughts before the Super Bowl, my big predictions, my MVPs, and man, I just wanted to just enjoy life just this past week, so let's go ahead and get this episode popping. Now, it is Black History Month, and I think I'm going to start this tradition where at least for this entire month, and maybe just a little after, I'm going to do at least one Black History fact or a little known fact just about black people especially in this month especially with the heightened racism going on within the United States so I'm gonna tell you about this woman her name is Bessie Coleman now many of you you probably have heard of her you probably haven't heard of her but Bessie Coleman was born in 1892 in Texas now just to list off a couple of her famous nicknames some people called her Queen Bess Brave Bessie And others called her the only avatrix in the world. But Bessie Coleman was the first licensed African-American female pilot in the entire world. And we all know the great state, North Carolina, was the first in flight. So for a black female to be able to fly a plane in the early 1900s with all of the segregation, with all of the racism, with all of the discrimination, the hatred, the bigotry, whatever you want to say, for her to be able to fly a plane in the early 1900s, it just kind of attests to her character and just how her parents raised her. So, Bessie Coleman, that is the highlight of this first week in February. Bessie Coleman, you're a real one. Now, I'm going to switch gears just a little bit. You know, I just stated that Bessie Coleman was a real one. But I'm going to talk about this trade involving the Los Angeles Rams and the Detroit Lions. Now, this is what I will say. Obviously, if you don't know, let me just go ahead and give a little feedback. The Rams have given up Jared Goff, two future first-round picks, and a third-round pick for Matthew Stafford. Now, when I first looked at this trade, I was like, just like anybody else, wow, they gave up that much for Matthew Stafford at age 33, who has been injured since the beginning of time? I don't think I would have gave up that much for Matthew Stafford, man. I understand. Well, hold on. Let me backtrack just a little bit. 
the Rams are in a position where they can win now. Now, we all know what draft picks amount out to into the NFL. Draft picks are way more valuable in the National Football League than they are in the National Basketball Association. We can all agree on that. But am I really giving that much up to a guy who has never won a playoff game, who is always hurt, he is always on the injured table, he hasn't missed any games since I think maybe 2012, but, I mean, he has a broken rib, a separated shoulder, broken finger, uh, broken foot, broken kneecap, whatever it is, man, he's always hurt. I don't think that I would have gave up that much guy, that much draft capital and that much just for one guy who I know has never won a playoff game. Oh, he's also had Megatron. He's also had Roy Williams. He's also had Reggie Bush. He had Megatron for his entire career. He had Jim Codwell, and he couldn't get a playoff win? There's no way that I'm giving up that much draft capital for Matthew Stafford. I do believe that he is substantially better than Jared Goff, but I'm not giving that much up, man. Jared Goff this year has been awful. I mean, you can look, you can look across the board. Now, I told you uh, early on before season two started that I had Jared Goff as my quarterback for fantasy. And good grief, I will never wait that long to draft a quarterback in my life. Jared Goff, he only had 20 touchdowns this year, a career low. He had 13 interceptions. Now, that's, that, that may not seem like a lot of interceptions, but you got to look at the games in which he's thrown the interceptions, man. It was a couple games where he threw two to three picks, and they were horrendous picks. Like, he threw a pick against the Seahawks where he was scrambling out to the right, and he tries to throw it across his body, but he floats it. He floats it over Robert Woods' head, and there's nobody in the vicinity. Like, Jared Goff, what are you doing? Just run, just slide. You're not Patrick Mahomes. You're not Lamar Jackson. You're not Josh Allen. Hell, you're not even Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz turns the ball over, too. But, I mean, good night, bro. They paying you $110 million guaranteed. He has six fumbles on the year. Now, since 2017, Jared Goff has had 62 turnovers. That is the second most behind Jameis Winston. Now, Jameis, <laughs> that's another topic of discussion. 62, three years ago, since 2017, he's had 62 turnovers. He is a turnover machine. Yes, I do believe that Matthew Stafford is substantially better than, better than Jared Goff, but I don't think I would have gave up this much for Matthew Stafford, man. He was 26 touchdowns this year. 10 interceptions, he has 64 completion percentage. He went 5-11 and 11 this year. Last year, he had another 10-loss season. I mean, how much stock are we putting in Matthew Stafford? Yes, he's, he has a lot of passing yards, but it's empty calories, man. How many wins at the end of the day do you have? Zero playoff wins? All of these yards, zero playoff wins? You have a arguably a top five receiver of all time in Calvin Johnson, and you can't get one playoff win? Nah, man. The Rams, I think that they did right. But, man, if they don't, if they don't at least get to a Super Bowl or Super Bowl or win it, then this trade, this, this trade was a bust, man. Jared Goff, yes, he went 
he went to the Super Bowl and they ran behind Todd Gurley. But if Matthew Stafford, with these weapons, with this defense, with that running game, if he can't get to at least a Super Bowl, it is a bust. They don't have a first-round pick for the next seven years. If they don't get a Super Bowl, it is a bust. But I'm going to go ahead and switch gears just a little bit. Now, growing up, me and my homeboy, his name is Billy, Billy Ginther. I will forever remember Billy. But me and Billy used to play this baseball game. I can't think of the name, but I know that it was a home run hitting baseball game. Now, you know who I was getting. I was getting Barry Bonds. I believe that he was getting Jason Giambi or Mark McGuire or even Sammy Sosa. But, of course, I had to go with Barry Bonds. Now, the fact that nobody in the MLB got elected into the Hall of Fame this year is ridiculous. Now, I don't know who is on the Baseball Hall of Fame committee, but this is why the MLB will continue to be bottom tier when it comes to sports in the United States. Now, granted, yes, Barry Bonds took some steroids, whatever you want to say. Kurt Schilling took some steroids, uh, Mark McGuire, whatever it is. But the fact that you still have to make eye contact, the ball with the bat, I mean, <laughs> you can take steroids all you want, but if you cannot watch the ball go into your bat, what good does it do? I mean, yeah, maybe he was crushing the home runs instead of it being 500 feet, it was 600 feet. But, I mean, the dude still had a, a swing like no other. Ken Griffey Jr., he had the best swing I've ever seen. But Barry Bonds was second to none. I don't care what they have to say. The baseball committee, they should be ashamed of themselves. And this isn't the first time that the MLB has not elected anybody to the Hall of Fame. If I believe it or not, I think actually in 2013, they also didn't elect anybody into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Now, on a year-to-year basis, you see people in the NFL, they're going in. There is no, uh, I believe in the NFL, I don't think that there is a, quote-unquote, a certain time on the ballot, like five years, and then after the fifth year, you can't be elected until the Hall of Fame. Or even the NBA, I don't believe that there is a, a time limit on when you can get elected until the Hall of Fame. But, I mean, come on, man. This Hall of Fame baseball committee is the same committee that didn't all agree unanim- unanimously that Derek Jeter didn't belong in the Hall of Fame. I mean, we had one person that voted no. Like, like what are we talking about? Even Ken Griffey Jr., how was he not unanimous? The only unanimous person, if I believe it or not, was Mariano Rivera. He is the only person in the entire Baseball Hall of Fame that was unanimous. These old, old jokers, whoever is in the Baseball Hall of Fame committee, they're, they're messing up the brand of MLB, man. And I believe that you're going to continue to see Major League Baseball just to plummet, man. It's, I mean, it's interesting, but when you got stuff like this, it, it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense at all. I feel like I got the hot hand today, man. I can't even lie to you. Now, I know it's been a while since I did this, but ew, it is the time for the ew, the ew of the day. The ew of the day goes to Lil Uzi Vert. Now, I just got to go ahead and say it, man. This dude is a complete jackass. I mean, this is the only thing that jackasses do, man. He, we all know Lil Uzi Vert is a phenomenal rapper. He is a multimillionaire. 
But this dude decides to go and put a $24 million diamond in the middle of his head like he's Vision. Vision from the Avenger. What the hell is wrong with people? I can't think of any reason why little Uzi Vert put a pink diamond in the middle of his forehead. Now, is he sponsored by Marvel? I need to know. Because this just doesn't make any sense at all. Like, what are your kids going to think about you? What if somebody pulls a gun out and like, hey, bro, take that diamond out your forehead right now or it's over. Like, like, what is going on right now? This world, like, people are really just tripping out. Am I the only one that's seeing this? Lil Uzi Vert. Ew. You get the ill today, bro. Man, let me, I got to switch back, man. Let me go back. Because like I started, stated earlier, it is Super Bowl week. And you know what time it is, man. I have, I have got to bring out the long, lengthy paragraph papers that I've typed up. Got the stats and all ready for you. So let me go ahead and just break down the two teams that will be playing in the Super Bowl. So we all know that the Kansas City Chiefs, the NFL's best regular season team, 14-2. and They have Patrick Mahomes. They have the 11th rated defense. They have three first-time, no, three first-team All-Pros. They have four Pro Bowlers in Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill, Tyron Matthew. They had the number one passing offense in the entire NFL, and they have the sixth-rated offense in the NFL. They will be going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, we know what Tampa Bay brings. It is the first time in the 55 years that the Super Bowl has taken place that a home team will host a Super Bowl. They have the GOAT. They got the man with the plan. They got TB12. They got the ultimate game manager. They got a guy that doesn't flinch when you flinch at him. However you want to dial it, they got it. The Bucks, they are 11-5. They have zero first-team All-Pros. They only have one pro bowler in Jason Pierre-Paul. They have the third-rated offense, the eighth-rated defense, and they are the second-passing offense in the entire NFL. Now, last year, just a little... You know, a little information. The Bucks had 41 total turnovers. They, this year, they added Tom Brady, and they cut their turnovers in half. 17 turnovers this year. Last year, they were 7-9. and nine. This year, they're 11-5 and five and hosting the Super Bowl. And it's a rematch of Week 12. I mean, what more could you ask for? You got arguably the greatest player to ever touch a football Versus the baby goat. And a lot of people don't want to term, uh, you know, give Mahomes that type of accolades or a credit. But that's just what it is. You got the goat versus the baby goat. Now, when you look at the two, the two comparison between the two quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes had 38 touchdowns this year and only six picks. He had a QBR of 108. He is the fastest quarterback in NFL history to reach 100 passing touchdowns. And then when you look at Brady, man, he is third in the league in passing at age 43. The only two people that have passed for more yards than Tom Brady this season is Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. He's 43. He had 40 touchdowns, only 12 interceptions, a QBR of 102. 
And did I mention that last year they had 41 turnovers and he cut it down to 17 this year? That is the, the Tom Brady effect. That is the LeBron James effect. However you want to term it, that is the effect of greatness. Hold on, you guys. We're getting a phone call right now. It's actually from one of my homeboys. Uh, I'm about to ask him who does he have between the Kansas City Chiefs and Tampa Bay Bucks. What's good, Rashad? Yeah, what's up, my brother? <laughs> I don't know if they can really hear you, but uh, man, tell me who you got in the Super Bowl this in this week. And did you hear? Hold on, hold on, wait. Before I get to that, did you hear about the uh, the incident that just happened that Adam Short Schefter just reported? Yeah, I don't know. Inform me, inform me about it. Bro. All right, so there's 20 people. You, they was in line for a haircut, and the Chiefs barber. He actually tested positive, and Patrick Mahomes was one of those guys, one of those 20 guys that was in line to get a haircut. Wait, Pat, Pat got the cut, or he was in line for it? Nah, he, he was in the line for it. Oh, Ooh, God be looking out, man. <laughs> so talk to me, bro. Who you got? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and what's the score? And MVP. I need those three. Jeez, MVP? Come on, man. Um... I'm going to have to go with the, the, the guy who's beating Father Time. His name is Thomas Brady <laughs> and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. Boy, let me tell you. Oh, my God. Here we go. them got a, they got a crazy offense, but if the Bucs can get that pass rush in on there, they, they, I don't know, man. Tom Brady played different in the Super Bowls. I don't, I, it's hard to. Hard to go against him, bro. Plus, you know, family ties, you know, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to get too deep into that, but. Okay. <laughs> so, what's the score? What's the score of the game? Uh, I like a good, I like a good 34-28. Okay, that's good. Who, so MVP? MVP? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go, I'm going to go different. I don't, I don't know if the Chiefs can stop the run, so it might be like Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette. One of those. Ron Jones. All right, cool. Hey, hold on, Rashad. I'm going to call you back. My fiance calling. All right, you guys. Yeah, I just had to click over real quick. I got the one, the only, the future Mrs. Edwards on the line. Janice, you got anything you want to say to him, baby? Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Okay. Um. So, who you got in the Super Bowl this week? You look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, be serious. I be serious. Who we got? All right, I'm you this close to me. Um, Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Why the Kansas City Chiefs? Oh, this nigga here. Uh-oh, here she go. <laughs> because you always talking about this, and I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, as you guys can see, um, she's not really a huge football fan. But, you know, it'll start to grow on her, especially throughout the marriage. But, yeah. So, yeah, let me just continue to continue on this topic. So, Against each other, Brady and Mahomes have split the, the four-game series, both two and two. Brady won the first two, and then Patrick has won the last two. Patrick Mahomes' teams have a slight edge in, total, in totality at 121 to Tom's Brady 120. Now, I'm expecting this game to be high-scoring. I expect the Tampa Bay Bucks to win 35-30. to 30. You see, I'm going different than... My fiance and my homeboy, he said, I don't know if you guys heard it clearly, but he said he's going with the old man, Tom Brady. But there's no way that I'm betting against Tom Brady, man. He's been here 10 times, 
and it just feels it just feels magical, man. His first year away from Bill Belichick, he goes to the playoffs. He has taken out the the two top ten quarterbacks in NFL history and Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees in the playoffs. He goes in their spot and he beats both of them. And he's going to close out this season by beating the baby goat in his spot. 35-30, Tampa Bay. And that's how I'm rocking. My MVP, I'm going out on a limb here, and I'm going to say it's going to be one of the edge rushers. But I'm leaning towards Jason Pierre-Paul, man. I believe with the Kansas City Chiefs not having either one of their tackles, and they have Mike Rimmers. Now, for those of you who don't know who Mike Rimmers is, I am a diehard Carolina Panthers fan. And he was burnt toast against the Broncos when we went to the Super Bowl. He couldn't stop Von Miller. He couldn't stop DeMarcus Ware. He couldn't stop, I think his name was Shane Ray. He had nobody he could check on the edges. Mike Rimmers is about to get burned again against Jason Pierre-Paul, and he's about to get burned again against Shaquille Barrett. So with that being said, I like a high-scoring game, 35-30, Tampa Bay Bucks, And that's going to conclude Season 2, Episode 4 of Joshua's Proximity, man. I look forward to hearing from you guys in the long run. I love you so much. Continue to be great. And you definitely going to hear from me next week. Let's go.